Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, well, it is Monday here on the show. You know what that means. We've got a lot to get into over the next week. Raw is tonight. I will not be doing a preview. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about the show tomorrow. After SmackDown, I'm not doing Raw and SmackDown previews for a while. I have been bit one too many times. Oh, let's advertise one match and then not deliver. Just watch Raw tonight if you want to watch it. Otherwise, as Triple H said, don't. We'll talk about the NXT show last night. We got five matches announced. I've got five matches that happened on the show. Look at me, talking about announcements. Five matches on the show last night, and I thought it was a good show. It was certainly not the greatest takeover of all time. Uh, It was not the worst takeover of all time. Uh, Something for everybody, actually, is the best way to describe the show. We had a lot of matches that, uh, quite frankly, they were good, but they were matches you would see on a normal NXT television show, either in the middle of the show or in the main event. And the main event of the show, if you love action and spots, well, that was certainly the main event of the show. When it ended, I have no idea where we're going with a lot of different things. And uh, most of all, I have no idea who is next for Karrion Cross because he pulled a Roman Reigns on this show, stacked up four dudes like Cordwood, left them for dead. And away he goes to Tuesday, where we'll have our next show. Big story coming out of the show actually had nothing to do with the matches, but William Regal, after the 15th pull-apart in the last couple of weeks, finally announced, I've been here for seven years. It's out of control. It might be time for a change. And it appears that change is likely going to be Samoa Joe. What he's doing? I don't know. He may be the new GM replacing William Regal. He may be working alongside William Regal. I would hate to see William Regal go. I mean, of all of the things we've seen forever on NXT, William Regal is like one of the best of them. So we can talk about that. We can talk about uh, SummerSlam weekend, some WWE tryouts, your feedback, and more. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. Airline.
airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Looking at, looking at, looking at me Look at that, look at how they're looking at me Eyes all sticking like honey on bees yeah, Look at that, uh, look at how uh, they're looking at me You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Um, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Last night was the TakeOver show. Quick look at the results. Bronson Reed at MSK retained all the titles, beating Legato Del Fantasma in a very fun opener. I equated this to a good NXT television main event. Nothing really blow away, but a lot of great spots, lots of fun. Babyface went over. The only Babyface win on the entire show. This was a very, very fun opener. We had Zia Lee beating Mercedes Martinez. 
in what would have been a middle-of-the-match television show bout. Or middle-of-the-show television. Eh, it was a match. It was there. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't all that good. It was there. And then afterwards, Mei Ying. We could talk about this in detail. I don't want to waste time, but I don't know what's going on. Now, we might as well talk about it now. So, they do Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez, okay? Zia Lee's got a new look, and they have a match, and it's okay. And then uh, Zia Lee beats Mercedes Martinez, okay? Mercedes Martinez has lost the match. Mercedes Martinez then beats up Zia Lee afterwards. She leaves her for dead. She faces off against Mei Ying, the thousand-year-old woman. And then Mei Ying puts her in the tongue and death grip and uh, throws her off the ramp and kills her. So, like, what's going on here? Why didn't Mercedes Martinez win if she's going to be facing Mei Ying? If she's not going to be facing Mei Ying, like, what was the point of her beating up Xia Lee after losing to Xia Lee to then, like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, nobody got over in this segment here, except I guess maybe Mei Ying. I don't even know. LA Knight Cameron Grimes was a fun ladder match. It wasn't a crazy everybody-kill-themselves ladder match, but it was a lot of fun. LA Knight won, as I as I pretty much expected he would. Cameron Grimes now going to have to chase the million-dollar title. They made a big deal out of LA Knight getting the belt, and DiBiase strapped the belt around his waist, and it is by far the most they have done with LA Knight since he debuted. So this feud is going to continue. Cameron Grimes was like the most over-baby face on the entire show. And uh, I like that match. Raquel Gonzalez, Ember Moon was good. I wouldn't call it a great match. You could have maybe headlined a television show with this match. Uh, the Ember Moon hit the the uh, eclipse, but uh, Dakota Kai uh, put the foot on the ropes, and so the ref stopped the count. And then Shotzi chased Dakota to the back. So it was now a fair fight, at which point the heel killed Ember Moon and won in the fair fight. So Raquel is still the champion. No hint at uh, Dakota Kai heel turn. I guess they could do it out of nowhere on uh, on the show on whatever Tuesday. But uh, that was that. And then the main event, Karrion Cross, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. So they built up this match by telling you that uh, none of these other four were any match for Karrion Cross. So the story of the match was that none of these four were any match for Karrion Cross. Every time he was in there, he destroyed them all by himself. Whenever they put him out of action, then the other four guys could do spots together. But then he would come back and he would kill them all. And then finally, at the end, he choked out the only babyface in the match, Kyle O'Reilly, and got the victory. So, Karrion Cross is the champion. He has defeated all five of the biggest names in NXT. I have no earthly idea where you go from here. But that was the main event of the show. It was... A very good takeover, maybe a pretty good takeover, as noted, not the best of all time. But there you go. What did you think of this show, Mike? How about a damn solid takeover? How about that? Um, so we'll make the youngins feel better. I guess those people that, you know, want to see a, uh, an all five-star, five-match NXT type of show. No, you didn't get that. But as somebody that lived through the Clash of the Champions which sometimes get romanticized because, you know, there were great matches on there, but it didn't take long for those shows to become very run-of-the-mill and, in fact, have a lot worse matches than anything we saw on TakeOver last night. And you can't hit a home run every time out. You obviously got to swing for the fences, but 
you have to get on base. You know, if nothing else, did did everything kind of click, or do you have things moving forward? I thought everything kind of did, with the exception of Zia Lee and Mercedes, which I liked the match a lot more than other people did because I thought they were they were hitting each other. It was a solid match. They weren't trying to get cute. It was supposed to be a simulated fight, and I thought they did a really good job that way. But as you mentioned, because of what came afterwards, I don't see how this is helping Zia Lee, and I like the makeover. I like the fact that they've been trying to do something with her, even though this whole thousand-year-old woman thing, I think, is, you know, it is what it is. But I thought this was going to be a good way to bump her up, and after last night, it's like, yeah, ex- exactly. May May Ying and Mercedes, I mean, what is... Zia Lee going to walk right from this into a championship type of deal? I mean, I doubt it. She's still going to be tied in with this, I would assume. So we'll have to see what happens there, but that wasn't very good. The whole concept, everything around the ladder match was <laughs> trash to me. I mean, I know, okay, Cameron Grimes is going to chase LA Knight for the million-dollar title. That guy should be chasing the NXT title, but fine, whatever. We'll see how that goes. At least he's really entertaining. They beat each other up last night, so... You know, Eli Drake, Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, he does put in good work. There's just there's something that seems to always be missing about him. You know, he's he's kind of like he gets into third gear. There's no fourth, fifth or overdrive with him. Like it's going to be third gear. He's solid. He's OK. But he needs a guy like Cameron Grimes to, to bump around with him. Raquel and Ember was what it was. It, it told the story that it needed to tell, and now it's over with. Hopefully, that's done. Un, unlike you, I don't. I don't want to see, and I don't know if you feel this way or you just think it's coming. I don't want to see Dakota Kai turn on Raquel Gonzalez yet. You know, I think you still have a long way to go with that. Uh, and then when it comes to the main event with Karrion Cross, look. It, it, hopefully, this works. I don't have the answer as to how NXT fans can really get behind that guy. As you mentioned, now he's gone through everybody. What's going to be the fresh start with him? And is it going to be something that's going to work? Or is it time to move that title off of him and either get him up on the main roster or get him in brawls? Because that seems to be, I think, the way that people will accept him the most, as if he's just fist-fighting everybody in sight. I think that's how he's really his most believable. And I don't want to skip over the opener, too, because I thought that was great. And Legato de Fantasma and Hit Row are the two best things I think that NXT has right now, or two of the best things I think NXT has right now. And they, I don't know if they gained anything in their loss, but I still want to see Escobar and and Bronson Reed. I'd love to see them more, and I definitely want to see more of uh, Escobar, of uh, uh, Mendoza and Wild against MSK, because they're fantastic working together, too. The uh, chat here, listen, bros, a lot of people are are bringing up Valter and uh, Karrion Cross. You know the old saying, be careful what you wish for? Valter is not moving to America, okay? He's not, all right? And if he's NXT champion, and we're going live most weeks, like, he's not flying to and from every week to do NXT television. So if you really are excited for Valter versus Karrion Cross, then what you need to be excited for is... Valter coming in for like a takeover and putting over a Karrion Cross, which what he's going to drop the UK title to Karrion Cross and Karrion's going to be a double champion. What is your end game with your idea that you want Valter to be next in line? Yeah, he's not going to beat the guy. He's not going to be a regular on NXT television. So this is your solution: is Valter's going to come in and put over Karrion Cross? 
Like, I'm not super excited at the idea of that one. Is that what everyone's... Look, more realistic fantasy booking, I think, in that case would be... I mean, Walter's not coming over. You have a better chance of re-signing Aleister Black and having him be the guy that, that it faces Karrion Cross and Walter ever coming here and being here on weekly, regular TV. It's not going to happen. So the thing here, and I, I saw a little of this yesterday when I was comparing Cross to Roman Reigns. Dude, I wasn't burying Karrion Cross or Roman Reigns. I'm merely pointing out that on both shows... They have a champion that they have pushed as unbeatable, okay? And I have many times talked about how I want strong champions and strong titles. However, having a strong champion and having a strong title does not mean that you need to create a promotion where nobody can live up to the champion standard, okay? When you have a promotion where I don't have faith in anybody to beat the champion... And you've built nobody to beat your champion. Now we've got a problem. Karrion Cross shows up on Tuesday and what? He issues an open challenge, okay? Who's going to accept the open challenge? Roderick Strong? Who do they have on the roster where when this person goes out, I go, man, I hadn't even thought of that. But this person is potentially unbeatable and could potentially beat Karrion Cross. They've got nobody. Just like on SmackDown, they announced Rey Mysterio to challenge for the title at Hell in a Cell. No, I can't buy that. They've buried this guy for a year and a half straight. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1760-1
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. On Sunday's Post Takeover Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported Samoa Joe has taken a behind-the-scenes job with NXT. It also could include becoming the on-screen NXT GM. I was told Samoa Joe was in a Regal-like role. All of a sudden, he's stepping down, Meltzer said. Adding, if the 53-year-old Regal is indeed done, the 42-year-old Joe is the favorite to replace him. Joe uh, released from WWE in April. Two years of his tenure was in NXT, won the title twice before being called up to the main roster. So, a lot of people, oh, ah! May you see the chat this this morning. Oh, read Joe made a horrible decision. What a terrible businessman. Bro, you guys don't know nothing about what's going on with Samoa Joe, okay? I don't know if this guy can wrestle again. And if he can wrestle, then the chances are he's got a very limited number of matches left, all right? He was released by WWE from his main roster contract. I don't know what they were paying the guy, but they were paying him a wrestler's salary, and he could not get cleared to wrestle, Obviously, if they're looking at cutting costs for whatever reason, then he's being cut from that contract. He has now been offered a contract to come back to NXT and also be an on-screen character for NXT. Is he going to make as much as he was making before? No, probably not. When he goes to talk to Impact, New Japan, AEW, let's say the guy can't wrestle, or let's say the guy has limited wrestling matches left in him. How much is this guy going to be offered? I don't know how much he's going to be offered, okay? But if he goes to NXT, he has the opportunity to be an on-screen character where he is going to make more than a Steve Carino, most likely, who's just doing a backstage role. And he potentially has a job largely for the rest of his life. I mean, he's he's certainly not going to have to worry about this company going out of business anytime soon. They could lose every TV deal they had, and they've still got enough money to last for a considerable period of time. And they're not going to lose their TV deals, by the way. But the point is, there's there's clearly a reason that Samoa Joe made the move that he made. And I don't think the reason is, he's a bad businessman. I know you would love to see the Samoa Joe of 2005 running roughshod in AEW, but it isn't 2005. It's 2021. And I'm sure that he made what he felt was the best decision. 
based on the circumstances that he knows about that, in fact, the fans do not know about. So give the guy a break. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you don't – you're a fan of the person. You don't know – you don't live inside their head. You don't live inside their house. You don't see their bank account. You don't see their bodies. All of those sorts of things, they all – you know, quality of life. It's like Nakamura when Nakamura came over and people are going nuts. It's like what he already gave his body and all of his classics to New Japan. If he wants to come to America and, and be in a state without, you know, I don't think there's federal or state income tax there, right? You know, as he surfs every day on the beach and works one day a week, sometimes not even one day a week, you know, okay. You know, Keith Lee, and I know how people want to see Keith Lee out of there. And yeah, they have not used Keith Lee well at all. If I'm not mistaken, because I don't keep up with wrestlers' personal lives all that much, but I remember seeing pictures of he and Mia Yim. I guess he they had gotten engaged or they had gotten married or something like that. And there's a Tesla. They're at Disneyland. They're this and this, and it's like, you know, that's why people go and they, they sign with WWE, the security, that paycheck. Yeah, artistically, maybe, especially for you, the fan at home, you're not getting what you want out of these people. But, like, this is a business, and this is their life, and there's a lot that factors into that, you know, without, like, where can we see the next classic somewhere? You know what I mean? I would rather see Samoa Joe. I've seen enough. I've seen enough from him inside the ring where if this dude can get a job for the rest of his life and try to influence and impact younger people that come along, I mean, think about that 15 years ago. Do you ever believe you would be saying that about him or Adam Pierce or Steve Carino or you pick the name from way back when and look at the position they may be in. Could you have said that 15 years ago? Would you ever believe WWE would be making people like that? Possibly lifetime, you know, employees or not lifetime employees, but long-term employees, you know? So look again, bottom line is you're not inside their lives and not everything has got to do with the action inside the ring. The, argu the argument now is now shifted to, yeah, but he could be fired again. Oh no! Oh, we you know what? Be fired uh, I have I have no job right now. I'm going to pursue a job, but I'm not going to pursue that job because maybe I'd be unemployed at some point if I. Bruh, well, I'm unemployed now. Bruh, God and Mother Nature can fire you tomorrow, dude. He could you be fired from AEW. He could be fired from you Impact. Do what's best. For he could be you fired from the right grocery now. store. He could be grocery fired store. from anywhere. Who in the world? Stock Except an unemployed person goes, oh, I have a job opportunity, but I'm not even going to apply because maybe if I get it, I could someday get fired. <laughs> Cut me off my that, benefits. That right there is how you decide whether or not, uh, get out of here. <laughs> Bro, if you want him to go to AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact, well, he goes to WWE, and if he gets fired, maybe he could go there. You'd prefer the guy's unemployed than go somewhere where he could end up unemployed again? <laughs> well, yeah. That's every job. <laughs> Any other dumb arguments about Samoa Joe's life? Let the guy make his own decisions. He's a grown man. Crying out loud. He's a bad businessman. Oh, bad yeah. Business you know what man. I've learned about Samoa Joe over the last? He really is, he's really has proven yeah. to me to be a bad business person, having worked uninterrupted in wrestling for over two decades now, which yeah. is more than I could say for a lot of people that have gotten into wrestling. How about you? Open up your books, you know, ball bag 432 or whatever your name is on the chat. Open up your books and, like, you know, compare them to Joe's and talk about business, okay?
All right, we got more Let's see here. Your tax returns. Here's another fun one. During SummerSlam week, WWE holding a talent tryout in Las Vegas over multiple days in August. Tryout will give elite male and female athletes and performers the opportunity to showcase their abilities with the goal of being selected to begin training at the Performance Center. Uh, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of other gobbledygook here. So, you know, here's another one. I love the I love the the feedback from the uh, uh, walnut brained, the uh, the peanut brained hadrosaurus. So, oh, Brian always complains that uh, they push old people. Now he's going to be angry that they only want young people at the tryout. Okay, you're right. Why? Well, let's dig a little deeper. So, they only want young people at this tryout. They're back on this again. Like every now and then, they'll have these rules. We don't want anyone who is under 6'2 or 225 pounds. If you're under 6'2 and 225, you're not allowed to try out. They had that one for several years. Now the new one, I think the cutoff is is uh, 27. I could be wrong about the cutoff, but I'm pretty sure it's 27. I think you're right. But they, they, they flat out, they don't want anyone trying out unless you're young, okay? So, like, if you're 28, you're too bad. You're too old to try out for WWE. So, here's the thing, everybody. They don't push anybody young, okay? So it's like we have we we're not going to push anyone under the, between the ages of thirty five and forty, but we only want you to try it if you're under twenty seven. We want to amass a large group of people who we have no faith in, and we are not going to push. Like, what is happening here? Now, what I would like, what I would like to see is for them to actually push some people who are young. If you start pushing people who are young, and then you tell me that you only want young people to try out, then it's like, oh, that makes sense. But when you have a young person here or there, and you cut them, or you bury them, or you take them off television, or you give them three weeks and they vanish, or they're largely only working on Main Event or 205 Live, and then you say, we're going to do a tryout looking for elite athletes, but you can only be young. Yes, I will mock that here on the air. It's ridiculous. Are you saying you want NXT to be wild and young? Bro, get out of here. That's what you got out of that? It's ridiculous. Hey, look, it's like, you know, people freaked out about Ben Carter signing with them. And, you know, he's such a phenomenal physical talent at such an early point in his career. But it's like, so he signs for four years at this age. Like, unless he gets hurt, and even if he gets hurt there, I mean, there's no other wrestling company I think you'd probably want to get hurt in than WWE. I mean, AEW obviously has come along now, too, as far as somebody taking care of you if you do get hurt. But it's like... It, they pro how much damage could they do to him if he's there for four years, gets to learn some things, gets to maybe talk and work with some people he's always wanted to, and then he's out of there. And that's really like a lot of those people where it's like, you know, if they sign and they choose to, to get out or they feel as though they want to go do something else, they have plenty of time to do it. And they're earning a solid paycheck while they're there. I know everybody wants to the AEW fan wants everybody and looks at anybody that signs with WWE and goes, they're absolutely nuts. They have bad business, you know what I mean? And and fans may think that way, but it's like there's, again, that's another part of the advantages about going there. Because as long as they don't mess you up, you'll have to stay there a long, long time or be a certain age. How old is Bronson Reed? 
We'll talk about it after the break. Wrestling Observer Live. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. 844-913-2727 is the phone number. 844-913-2727. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Got a lot of feedback here on various things. Ross and I, by the way, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Regal was one of the only good things left about NXT. 
even though they did start making him incompetent once NXT became a two-hour show on the USA Network. Did you know that Regal has been associated with NXT since day one and not just for the past seven years? He was the pro of Ryback on NXT Season 1 back in 2010, became an on-air personality, worked as commissioner full-time, and finally became the general manager replacing Dusty in 2014. I do find it funny that, like, the storyline to get rid of Regal is that wrestlers keep brawling. Bro, you're the GM. Suspend these dorks. Like, isn't that the obvious answer here? Instead, he's got to tearfully quit. I guess they don't have anyone above him to come in and replace him, but there you go. Paul, he's above him. Well, yeah, but, I mean, Paul should just say, bro, just suspend these dorks. Brand new babyface Kyle O'Reilly taking the fall baffled me, this person said. They literally had Mr. Comedy Johnny Gargano in that match. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did, but they beat the only babyface. But he was he was almost winning, I think, as a storyline. He almost won when he was beaten. So maybe we're supposed to want to see him get another chance, even though he passed out unconscious for the finish. I don't know. This person says that five-way main event was a glorified spot fest, and I loved it. With that said, I just want to point out how people say AW is the promotion of unnecessary super kicks, flips, and spot monkeys. But NXT is way more guilty of this. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. Like I, I enjoy, I enjoy nuttiness. But I mean, it is true that if if you're going to complain that that AEW is all about flips and kicks and super kicks and blah blah blah, that's NXT. They do the exact same thing. That's what that main event was. It was nothing but high spots. Literally, the whole story of the match was cross big, other guys geeks. That's the whole story of the match. Well. No, that was a story. Geeks. They were. Well, I don't think they... they Every wanna... time Cross they... got in the ring, he beat four men up by himself. What What else do you want me to call them? He was supposed to be dominant. They'd be dominant over real players in the game. These aren't just some geeks. These are some of the best guys that you've got. And that's why Karrion Cross did an amazing thing, fighting off these other men and taking advantage of Kyle O'Reilly when he valiantly had on that ankle lock and then was valiantly choked out or something like that. That's how they look. I know what you're saying, and I and I and I get if this was the main roster, yeah, you could say they were a bunch of geeks. I think that's the the only issue I have with your argument between Karrion Cross and Roman Reigns is you can create challengers, and I think there are challengers that you can have for Karrion Cross. You do have Bronson Reed, you do have uh, uh, Escobar. You know, as far as being able to put on a really good match with him, they already did that to try to help get. Uh, him over but there's there's things that you can do and there's some shifts and, and some things that you can do where you can get him opponents and build them up to be credible in the world of nxt whereas you cannot do that on smackdown because nobody's got any credibility they haven't had any credibility for a long time and then once we see people kind of get their little shot like cesaro or like in this case like ray you know not only do they all already have those deficits that they're trying to carry along with them, then they give them nothing to give you any hope that they're going to win at the big event. So that's where I think the difference is between Cross and and, and Roman Reigns. I mean, it's it's much more stark on SmackDown than it is on NXT, and it's much more fixable on NXT. Let's go to the lovely 
Place of Canada, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Brian? What's up, Mike? Uh, I know I'm late, but Brian, happy birthday. I hope you had a great weekend. Thanks, dude. Um, real quick comments, if I can, before I get to my question. Um, so I listen to Denise whenever I can during the week, and she was just pushing and pushing that Cross was going to lose the title. She's like, oh, he's going to lose for sure. He's got to lose. And I told her, I'm like, my boy Cross is going to win. I love Cross. I knew he was going to win. I thought he looked great last night. And uh, I bet her $100 that uh, he would pull it out. So he did. So sorry, Denise. You bet her $100 and she accepted it? Yeah, I told her I'd drop her $100 super chat on Tuesday if Cross lost the belt. And I, I knew see. he wasn't going to. Well, I mean, did, does she owe you $100 now? No, nah, she doesn't owe me nothing. Oh, I mean, what a one-sided a bet. <laughs> All right. He well, wasn't anyway. going to lose, Brian. He's my guy. He's not going to lose. Well, um, he wasn't going to lose, right, but um, I don't think he wasn't going to lose because he's your guy. I just think he wasn't going to lose. But uh, go ahead. He's awesome. Um, all right. So um, my question is, I know the big match everybody wants to see for SummerSlam is uh, Lashley against Lesnar. And, oh, my God, if that happens, just take my money. That's going to be great. Um, but I know um, – uh, Melzer this guy's said, loose with uh, his money. It was like a week ago that they're not thinking about uh, bringing in Lesnar for SummerSlam. So I was thinking to myself, well, Lashley, I'm sure he's going to go to SummerSlam with the title. Who's he going to face? Who's he going to defend it against? So um, who do you think it's going to be? I mean, what I would do is I'd love for Balor to get called up, go on the main roster, and he'd be a good challenger for Lashley. And I guess they could do Edge maybe. But, like, who would you have Lashley face if he was the champion going into SummerSlam? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. We got this problem now. Who on Raw is not a geek? I mean, Drew McIntyre. Well, the other thing you had to consider is Drew McIntyre may be winning that title at Hell in a Cell, which um, I don't know if you guys remember the story or not. I'm sure you do. But Drew McIntyre was going to win the title at WrestleMania from Brock Lesnar. But then the pandemic occurred, and he won the title in an empty building. And then they took the title off of him, and he was going to face, he was going to fight for the title against Bobby Lashley at this year's WrestleMania in front of fans. It was his chance to win the title in front of fans that he never got. Well, what happens? He doesn't win. So now they've built up to this Hell in a Cell match, and... Once again, there's no fans there. It's in the Thunderdome. So it's like, you're telling me that after all this time, he's finally going to win his championship again, not in front of fans? The only other option is he doesn't win, and then he never gets another shot again as long as Lashley is champion. And so what, they're going to hold it off until next year's WrestleMania? Uh, like, what's the plan here? I, I can't answer your question, buddy. I don't know. And as far as like what they're going to do for SummerSlam... Bro, there's plans all the time for big shows. And you know what they say? Plans change. It happened to Drew McIntyre. Wasn't he the one that was tabbed to face Goldberg? Goldberg? Wasn't that, what, what, was the, what was the switch that they had where they started It was Roman some... Reigns and Goldberg, and then Roman Reigns had to go home, so it was Goldberg and Braun Strowman. Goldberg and Braun, that's what it was. But how was Drew? I thought Drew had, was somewhere tied into that, too. Wasn't he challenging Goldberg or had some sort of beef with Goldberg? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
None of it matters. No matter who's the champion, you're going to have a problem with challengers. You know, I'm actually, in my mind, I was fantasy booking. Boy, I would love to see Xavier Woods turn heel. I don't think they'll ever break up the New Day. And maybe when if they're selling still that much merchandise, they shouldn't. But, you know, Kofi Kingston, people still like Kofi as, as a, a underdog. And I think people still get behind him. Him against Bobby Lashley, I think, would be good. if you. But you'd have to, to me, you'd have to break up. The New Day, because Xavier, to me, Xavier Woods is that annoying guy, along with MVP, along with Bobby Lashley. I think you could make Bobby Lashley, you get more out of him because you can make them a tag team. There's things I think you can do that would be good that way. But again, okay, so he gets he gets through Kofi, then what? And it's it's unfortunate that against all that 50-50 booking, all those stop and starts, all that sort of stuff, all that talent. We talk about all of these shows, NXT, any of the WD. The matches themselves are usually great. It's always the finish you have to worry about because that's where they want it to go. But the athletes themselves do amazing, great things. And there's people that can be helped. And there's people that can be pushed and fixed. And the longer you wait, the less chance of it happening. And that's disappointing because they don't have anybody. So at some point, you got to change that. They should. The ticket sales which we haven't talked about on this show, and we'll have to see how they are moving forward. I mean, talk about not being hot. And, yeah, we know doing this show, wrestling is not hot in the way that it should be, not even close. You know, it's barely warm, even with as good as AEW is doing. Like, wrestling overall is not doing well right now. And you see those ticket sales from WWE, and I don't know if they're looking at that for cause of concern or they'll just – wave it away and go, well, see, we're in the TV era now. We don't have to do these live shows anymore. People want their content on demand. They'll try to spin it any way that they want. It still sucks. Pittsburgh, you're on the air. What's going on? Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. What's up? Uh, um, First-time caller. I just wanted to call, uh, call and talk about the Stardom show uh, and Hutami Hayashishida and Shuri about how they had probably the greatest women's match of the 21st century. And, uh, I'm sure you haven't seen it, Brian, but Mike, I'm wow. wondering if you saw well, it. Wait, wait, wait a second. Why do you say that? I <laughs> I don't know, really. I, just a hunch. Hmm. Well, you'll be happy to know, Carl. Yeah. You'll be happy to know that Filthy Tom Lawler and I will be reviewing that match tonight on Filthy 4 Daily. I hope you're ashamed uh, of yourself. That's great. But go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, hey, look, I haven't seen yeah, it yet. Oh, Mike hasn't out. seen it either, turns oh, out. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I haven't had a chance to. I work overnights because I don't make enough money oh. doing this to make it a full-time gig. So, you know, I had here. to get some sort of sleep. But I'll say this. I'll be interested, Brian, to hear your comments on Donna Del Mondo and how you look at them not only as a group, but the potential of some of these women to become big, big stars. <laughs> big stars on Raw facing Lily? Stop that nonsense right there. Harrisburg, I, you're on the air. Okay. I don't know how much what's we can talk on? about. Oh, no, Go ahead. Nate from, <laughs> what's going on? Yo, Nate from Harrisburg. What's up, Twitch on me? Uh, so two quick questions about NXT. So one, if Regal is done as GM, will he go down as the greatest GM ever? And two, do you think NXT will ever get back to being like a true developmental brand? Because I was just looking like last night, like dudes like Adam Cole, like I love him to death, but it's like seeing them in the main event for four straight years there. And I think it's kind of getting old, like, 
I kind of miss when they used to do, like, you would see a guy maybe one or two, three takeovers, and they're on the main roster. So do you think they'll get back to being a true developmental brand? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, they're on USA Network, dude, so they ain't going back to a developmental brand. That ain't happening. As far as the greatest GM of all time, I would state that William Regal is assuredly the greatest NXT GM of all time. As far as the greatest GM in any promotion ever, to think about this for a while well look the the terminology has changed over the years too we've had commissioners uh presidents that have filled that role on you know who could replace jack tunney a lot of people he was actually horrible at his job That's terrible terrible but uh made a lot of money out of that deal but uh yeah because you got bill watts and guys like that that were you know i believe hisashi shinma might have been the greatest of all time willie gilsenberg possibly J.J. J. J. Dillon? Uh, boy, he did yeoman's work in WCW. Talk about a guy that what was a he was. I love the guy, but like he was he was made out to be an, 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 a nincompoop. That's what he was made out to well, be. Well, he had no power. It was like the, the NWO was ruling the whole show. But here comes J.J. just to talk to Chris Jericho about something that WCW didn't like. It's, this person suggests the anonymous GM with a laptop. Ma'am? Actually, some of the guest GMs was was Bob Barker a guest GM or host? He was just a host, I guess. But we've, I mean, didn't they have a some guest GMs that actually did some some decent things or some some entertaining things? Dario Cueto, this person, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's right. a great one. Actually. Back back in a moment, everybody. Observer Live. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759
Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Apparently, we have to give an old school shout out here to Sid Few. I may have messed that up, but that's what happens when you have a name that I can't pronounce. We'll just call him Sid, who appears to have gifted 70 subscriptions today. 70! 70! Twitch.tv slash F4W video. Holy, it's close enough, he says. Sid. Dude, you drop Sid that much money into the pocket. Few. Sid. Phonetically. Sid Fu. Sid Fu. Right? Sid Fu. Sid Fu. That's what I said. Psycho Sid. One way or the other. He's psycho if he just gifted 70 subs. I can tell you that much right now. God bless. Anyway, he should be whatever, whatever the next highest rank is on this Twitch thing right here. Co-host. Bro, don't tempt me. Anyway, thanks very much uh, to uh, Sid for all of that. Uh, you can join us every day, twitch.tv slash F4W video. We're here every day, everyone. Uh, New Pacific 3 Eastern live in beautiful HD. And, of course, the videos go up afterwards, video.f4wonline.com, so you can check that out. And we will be here on Twitch Sports Byline, the Mightier 1090, etc., tomorrow when we review... The Raw show that's coming up tonight. What's happening on the Raw show tonight? I don't know. I never know until the show is over. And then I watch it much later in the evening after I've already heard all about it. So it's it's always fun to watch on a delay because I have to watch and find out if it's true what everyone has sent me during the show live. <laughs> Was it really that good? Was it really that bad? Sometimes when people tell me something is so horrendous, it, it skews everything, so I watch and I go, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> but those are those are the breaks. We're out of time, everybody. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, Twitch homies, Sid Few, who handed out more than a few today. We'll talk to you all next time, Wrestling Observer Live.